everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Hello. And thank you for coming back. Sorry, it's been two weeks. Yes. We are very sorry. Seriously. Sorry, not sorry. Last week was a rough week. I was busy and sick. Forget about last week. Let's talk about this week. Let's talk about a lot of things. (laughs) There's lots to talk about. Yeah, last week was weird, but this week's not... It's kind of weird too so far, but that's okay. Seriously, I'm kind of done with like this season so far between food poisoning and now a cold. Oh like my. I'm kind of done. You know, I, and I have not had any of that and it's just been a weird, like, I guess Mer- Mercury was in retrograde and all that bullshit, but I don't know. There's something crazy going on. Yup. But um, yeah, how are you? Tell me about your life. Um, well, things are happening. Um, tis the season. Last weekend, uh, my mom and my stepfather hosted a Hanukkah dinner for everybody, mm. and um, and then the next day, Todd and I went and got our Christmas tree. Mazel Tov. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> is that incorrect? I'm not Jewish. Well, that's okay. Hanukkah. Well, yeah, but my stepfather's Jewish. I'm not. Well, you could still say thank you. But I don't, that's not how you say thank you. <laughs> I don't know how to say thank you in know, Hebrew. Isn't that like congratulate or yay, celebrate? Yeah, ma- my Mazel Tov is like, it's really congrats. like, a, it's congrats. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, congrats, you got a tree. I did. Yeah, we bought a tree, uh, which I feel Christmas bad. Cat. Unfortunately, the last couple of years, Todd's gone and gotten the tree without me because I've been busy and working. And he was like, part of my Christmas gift this year to him is that we went and got a tree together. <laughs> um, so. That was a thing. The Griswolds are back together. Totally. And also, Todd and I had our seventh anniversary uh, since we've last spoken. That's nuts. Congratulations. Right? I've known you for seven years. No. No, we met before you, before I met Todd, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So. Well, congratulations, yeah, You Rob. and I have a longer relationship than Todd and I do. Do we really? I think so. I think I met you before I met Todd. That is crazy talk. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, we have to have to look up when the night was that Raja won. Oh, season two of All Stars. Season three. Three. Of All Stars. Because that oh, was the night we right. met, I think. Because you came here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Huh. All right. Cool. When, when uh, she almost fell. <laughs> almost fell. I fell. Almost fell. <laughs> <laughs> God, I loved that. Um, but yeah, uh, trying. What else happened? Um, Todd and I finally watched Ant Man and the Wasp. So oh, now okay. you can leave me alone about that. Your thoughts? I liked it a lot. I really like. I like those movies. I mean, I get it. It's just was the first one was better. I thought, but I didn't like the villain in this one. I liked the villain in the uh, who was in the last one. Corey Stahl, or Corey Stahl, bald guy from House of Cards season one. Oh yeah, I didn't really like him from House of Cards, but I liked him in that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I was intrigued by the new villain, although she looked just like a guardian from Destiny. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I kept being like very confused, where I was like, she looks like she's from Destiny. But I liked Ant-Man 2 a lot, I I had a good time. I I keep calling it Ant-Man 2 instead of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, but now I'm actually caught up on Marvel movies again. So, like, now I just have to see Captain Marvel when it comes out, and then I can see Avengers. Because I've seen everything now again. I think I've seen everything. Have you? Yes. All right. I believe so. Well, what do you think I haven't seen? I don't know, but, I mean, I guess it, you you did see Black Panther, and you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Which those are the two that have come out this year. Yes. So I guess you're probably doing okay. 
yeah yeah all right i'm looking more forward well i i do want to see captain marvel but i'm kind of excited about aquaman but anyway it's not marvel but i'm kind of excited about aquaman as well yeah like i i like james wan i mean i know he's known for horror um he did the conjuring and yeah saw two i think that one was nuts i liked saw two a lot um and like yeah i mean the fact that he created he did the conjuring like he knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm curious. Yeah. The movie looks unlike any other movie, like the underwater stuff. And I like Jason Momoa. Yeah. And I love Nicole Kidman. I forgot she was in it. How dare you? <laughs> Rob. I'm not. Rob. I'm not precious about Nicole Kidman. I'm just not. Oh, you and Hazel hate her. I don't hate her. I'm just not precious about her. That means I don't like them. I don't care for her work. No, you hate her. I think she's great. I just, I'm not going to see a movie because she's in it. But it's not like she's in a movie and I'm like, well, I'm not going to see that. I hate her. Like, that's not how I feel about her. Okay, good. Because I like her. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that sounds like you've been up to a lot. Yeah, I think there's only one person, actually, that if they were in a movie, I'd be like, well, I'm not seeing that. Nicolas Cage. Not on my time. Who really wants to play Lex Luthor in the new DC Lex Luthor movie. Yeah, I think the one person where I'm like, no, would be uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, well, for political reasons? Yeah, just because he's a dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even actors whose faces I don't like, I've kind of learned to deal with for the most part. Yeah. There's a couple people whose faces I just really don't like. Like people that I didn't think would be able to do the job, they they surprised me. Yeah. Like Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence and Ben Affleck as Batman. I really like him as Batman. Yeah. So... I like him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he like, is very brooding. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him. And I love, um, yeah, just movies like that. Who You just don't think they're going to do a good job, and they pleasantly surprise you. Although I guess I need to see Justice League before I see Aquaman. Oh, yeah, you should. It. I don't know if it actually ties any knots in there, though. I still feel like I should see it in order. It's probably as good as Ant-Man vs. the Wasp. You're saying that Justice League is as good as Ant-Man and the Wasp? Well, I think it was better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. But for your standards. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm very curious how I feel about Justice League. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. So we'll leave it at that. Okay. But Gal is in it, so, you know, that's already. I do enjoy her. A B-movie. And I like Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't really have any feelings about The Flash either way, but um, I like Ezra Miller. Yeah. He's a lot, but I do He's enjoy a lot. It. But, so. you know, we need we like colorful characters. We do. Yeah. Um, um, well, there's been more even that I've been up to. Lots of stuff's been happening. Okay. Um, do you want to keep going? Well, I can keep going for yeah. a little bit. Uh, Todd and I have been watching the holiday season of Nailed It. Nailed it. It's so good. Still, Nicole Byer is it's a comedy fucking gem. treasure. She's so good. Do you think Todd should have hosted and nailed it? I don't think he should have hosted nailed it. I think he would have been good at a ho- well, as a host for it. I, th- well, I think he would have done great at it. He- he'd be awesome at doing that. Yeah. But it's funny. Like I, I do feel like so often, um, and I think this is just kind of a thing that we all kind of experience where like there's that jealousy of like, oh, they got the job and I would have been so good at it and I really would have liked to have done it. It's funny, and and Todd has that feeling as much as everyone else. Did he go out for that job? No. Oh. No. 
Um, but like Todd has that same, you know, feeling about like when other comedians get jobs that he thinks that he would be a good fit for. But it's funny, um, you know, often there's that sort of thing of like, well, I like this show, but ooh, I just they get my goat kind of thing, you know, that they are doing it. Um, that's not how it is with Nailed It. Like when we watch Nailed It, like at the end, he's like, she is so fucking funny. Like, it's just like, there's this joy that she brings to that show. I feel like, cause she's just going with it. She, yeah, no holds bars. She just doesn't care. She's so funny. Well, and like, uh, there was actually a clip that we went back and watched from season two. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like season two, episode four, I think. Wait, how many seasons are there? There's two seasons of regular Nailed It and there's one season of Holiday Nailed It. Oh, gotcha. I mean, each season's only, like, eight episodes. They're not very long. Um, and the holiday one is seven episodes. But um, there's an episode in season two actually called Holidays, uh, where there's a guy, a contestant on there named Jolito. And she keeps saying his name as Joelito, like, you know, as you would a J in Spanish. Yeah. And um, she says it a bunch of times. And then at one point, like, she's talking to Chef Jacques, Chef Jacques, Jacques. the other host with her or the other like primary judge with her yeah and he's like yes well jolito's cake is this and she goes holito like she corrects him and then at the end of the first round she just goes all right holito and he goes actually is jolito and she's like i'm sorry what <laughs> and he's like it's is it's jolito actually and she goes i've been mispronouncing your name this whole time <laughs> and she looks mortified and then they actually do they they do like a, a thing where they go to black and white and play all the examples of her <laughs> saying his name wrong including her correcting Jacques and like and she just looks like she just gets so defeated just like well I just uh, like she looks like as if to say like why am I even here I should just leave like I should walk into the ocean I'm a failure I kept calling him Joelito it's so good and it's so genuine like she was just like well, it's funny because she thought she was, you know, she had the upper hand by, oh. I, I can actually pronounce his name yeah. right and nobody else could. For her to correct <laughs> someone else, it was just, it was so good. Like, it's amazing. Um, was he a Latino? He was. Huh, um, you would think so, huh? Yeah, but like, honestly, that, if you do not watch Nailed It, you should. It's so good. And like, yeah, like every episode, there's kind of like a gag like that where like just there's like a production fuck up that they just turn into a moment of the show because why not? Why not? The show's about fuck ups. So let's run with it. Yeah. Like I love the fact that the show just knows what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're like, we don't want to spend time editing all this, so we'll just <laughs> film it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then I have one last thing, but you should talk about what you've been up to first. Then we'll come back. Um. Oh well, I uh, officiated my best friend's mom's wedding. That happened already. It already happened. Jesus. Yeah. God, a lot happens in two weeks. You're telling me because you've just gotten ordained last time we talked. Yeah. How did you're go? telling me? I apparently was a smash hit. Well, I could have told you that. And people said I've missed my calling. I don't know what my calling is right now, but. Whatever it was, I missed it. I'm guessing it's officiating weddings. Yeah. You could still do that. Like, you... Oh, God, no. Come I don't on. even like weddings. But there's Personally. money to be made. Yeah. Hey, listen. I'll think about it. How many people do you know really love what they do? But how many people? I don't know that many people. Yeah, I guess. Okay. But you're a likable person. All you have to do is meet people and they'll be like, we love you. You should officiate our wedding. I think this is a fluke. I think I just did really well 
I don't know why I did really well. I was just really good. I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit. Yeah. I was pretty damn good. At a girl. I made people cry. And laugh. Jesus. Roller coaster of emotions. I know. I was so good. Um, but it was really well, cute. It was mazel tov. Mazel tov. And um, thank you. And it was very small, very intimate wedding, close friends and family. Yeah, it was, was really it up in the Fresno. Up in the Fresno, and um, yeah, we had a really good time, and it was really nice. And oh, but honestly, I did not think I was going to make it there because I got stuck in that fucking I five grapevine traffic. Oh no! In the snow. So there's this area between LA and Central Valley of California call and it's called the grapevine and it's basically the trail through the mountains you know like, i heard it through there like the donner party yes yeah. heard it through the grapevine yeah that's the one and so it was snowed in but they didn't announce it until i had already reached that point so because i checked it earlier that that day to see if there was any problems and i didn't see anything so got stuck waited about 45 minutes just in like almost still traffic my map said you can go around Lake Castaic and you'll get back on the track. Yeah. Girl, don't go through Lake Castaic when it is snowing everywhere. And people are like, you can't go that way. Don't go that way. It, unless you have like like four-wheel drive and um, chains on your tires, don't try it. And I was like, maybe I'll try it. Maybe just a little. Man, I just want a taste of danger. So I kept going. <laughs> and... I did reach a point where I was like, okay, this is actually quite dangerous. So I turned around and then people were at, like, I was doing that. You got to turn around sign. Like it's not worth it to yeah. go through there. So I came all the way back to LA. Um, my tire pressure said something was off. So I thought I had like got something in my tire, no cell phone service. I was freaking out. I was like, I'm not going to be able to make it back. The wedding's tomorrow. We need to ordain someone because yeah. I won't make it. I'll just send you my um, ceremony script. <laughs> and came back here, chilled out. Ten hours later, I left at 9.30 at night. The snow had cleared. Well, smooth good. sailing. And I made it. And I had a really good time. So I'm glad I did, even though I was... Un- you were stressed out for a minute. I was stressed from the wedding already because you know to perform in front of like close friends and family it's already stressful yeah and then and of course i'm emotional i've known them my entire life so i did almost cry yeah did you get misty i got misty but i got more misty just reading off the script before the wedding because like picturing it in your head i was like i don't think i can do this (laughs) so but i made it everything's good Mazel tov, and yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Was it so? Um, someone that Travis and I used to work with, um, she was caught in some crazy traffic, um, and instead of going on the grapevine, I think she had to take like a side street that went like eastbound, like I trying to go towards Palmdale, I think, like it might have been like the fifth, the fifty-eight or something like that. Okay. Um, and apparently, due to heavy rains. Her car was swept off the road into a ravine, and she had to like get out of it. She got pulled through like a, a barbed wire fence. Like she was, she nearly died. Like she ended up like getting like uh, I think she ended up having to like hop into like a semi truck because it was high enough where it wasn't getting swept away by the water. But like yeah, her car, her car was like gone, and she got fucked up. Like it was bad. 
Yeah, I was up in that area. In that it's same like really scary. kind of weird area where it's like, there's only one way to go. Yeah, I feel like they have or to you find another around. way to do that. Like, the yeah. grapevine is constantly a problem. Like, even when it's not crazy weather conditions, it is always congested. Yeah. Any, but yeah, if there's any snow, any rain, any ice, like, that place is treacherous as fuck. And the only other way around is to go the coastal route, and that's an additional four, three to four hours on your trip, and it's just like, god damn yeah, it. Yeah, or you'd have to go, like, through Palmdale and then do a bunch of weird little side streets to get up further north. Yeah, it's just a really weird situation. Weird. Situation. No good. No good, but on happy note, I saw I finished Shira. Yes. <clears throat> and Shira was so magical. Yeah. I laughed, I cried, Catwoman, Catwoman, no. <laughs> Cat Catra wore a tux and danced with Shira, and it was super cute. I thought that was just how you were punctu- punctuating sentences now. For a I laughed, I cried, Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> you just walk away. <laughs> Honestly, my brain hasn't been working very well lately, but that's okay. <laughs> Everything is all jumbled up inside there. Um but yeah, you have to see it. There is this episode called the Christmas Ball, no, Princess Ball, or Princess Prom. And they all go to prom, all the princesses. And Scorpia, who is part of the Horde, she is actually a princess, which is not canon to the old series, got but it. canon in this one. And um, so they can take one date, and she takes Katra. Uh-huh. And of course, there's always something up their sleeve. But it's this really cute episode where the um, the good guys are, are always, like, trying to track down that the bad guys are doing evil stuff. But then they're all the good guys are always getting in trouble because they're, like, saying, they're going to do this. And they're like, no, they're not. This is a party. Nobody's going to do anything at a party. We're going to kick you out. It's just this really cute, like, high school type. Go watch it. Go, Rob, go watch, go watch it. it. Okay, bye. I'm leaving. That's it. Bye. Catra wears a tux. Catwoman. Catwoman wears a tux. And it's super cute. Nice. And, of course, there's, like, lots of, like, hinted gay moments in it, which we love. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um. Oh, I watched Dumplin'. How was it? Do you know what it is? I have heard of it, <laughs> but I have not seen it. it Netflix well, original, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. and Movie it, or TV show? It's a movie. That um, uh, Rachel from Friends, Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston stars in and also produced. And I'm not really a huge fan of hers, but I liked her in this film. She plays the mother of this um, heavy set girl who goes through a lot of emotions and tries to win this competition to be more popular because. Her aunt was such a huge inspiration, and then on top of that, Dolly Parton was is like the overall inspiration of, of the entire film. And so Dolly Parton, I guess the book was written years ago, and Dolly had read it, and then they asked her to do the music, and Dolly was like, "Sure." You had me at Dolly. You should have led with her. I know. I, I wanted it to be like the a cherry big reveal, the cherry on the top of the cake. Yeah. yeah. So. So Dolly said yes, and then Jennifer Aniston's people was like, well, would you write it with, um, I'm going to need another name from you, Four Non-Blondes, Linda Perry. I never would have gotten that for you. Linda Perry. She's like, will you write the music with Linda Perry? She's like, yeah. And they're like, all right, so 
they did a whole brand new soundtrack for this movie. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. So, love Dumplin'. Plus, it already has Oscar buzz. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. Super cute. Nice. Yeah. You were going to say more? Well, I mean, there was an event that I went to last week that was fairly pertinent to this podcast. What's that? It was the Game Awards show. What is the Game Awards show? The Game Awards show is an award show for video games. What does that mean? Uh, so Jeff Keeley uh, used to like host or kind of, I think, produce. You okay there? Um, a, an award <laughs> show for video games that was on Spike TV, and it was like the Spike TV Game Award Show, whatever. And since then, it got jettisoned by Spike, and Jeff Keeley took it up as his own thing. So it's been five years now of him doing the Game Award Show the way he wants to. And um, it's, I mean, like, I do think the show is kind of getting a better sort of grip on what it wants to be. Because for a while, it was all announcements of new games, not very many awards. Um, and that's why, like, I was always been, I've always been super pro the Dice Awards because those are strictly they're like the Oscars of the game of games. Like they're voted on by peers, the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, and it only looks backward. There are no announcements during the Dice Awards of any new games. It's just honoring the last year. The Game Award Show has gotten better in that they're doing more. Um, they're doing more actual awards now. Um, it actually kind of splinters out and they talk about esports personalities and professional gaming teams and, you know, that sort of stuff. They have the biggest esports moment of the year. That's actually an award. Um, what was it? I want to know. I don't remember. Like, was it Overwatch League? I don't think it was. Damn it. Actually, it might have been the Overwatch League Grand Finals. But, like, I'm not totally sure because most of the things they listed were things I was not familiar with. They literally said, like, when so-and-so beat the other, this other person. And I was like, I don't know who any of they, them are or even what game they're talking about at this point. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting award show. It's very much for the fans. Yeah. Um, and they had, like, I think over 13 world premiere trailers during the Game Award show. So um, I was actually there this year live in the audience because uh, I had a trailer that I produced, premiere, during that show. And um, my colleague, uh, the other producer at, uh, at Buddha with me in the games department, um, he had a trailer uh, premiere. And they were both kind of... Um, they were. They both had kind of big splashes when they landed for very different reasons. Do tell. Well, um, he produced the Crash Team Racing trailer, <gasps> um, which the room went fucking nuts. I kind of touched on that with you. Yeah, I worked a little bit on that, and like that was not my project. So you, 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 know, you touched on it a little bit with him, not oh, me. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but like it, uh, yeah, like that was a, a game that um, the like the fans honestly just like were yelling as soon as they knew what it was because like and it was the same sort of thing like when i did the trailer for the crash uh insane trilogy of the you know the original trilogy remastered like that was at psx and like the room just blew up and started yelling just because like everyone wanted crash yeah and so crash team racing like uh, a lot of people just flipped the fuck out which was super exciting to see and just kind of hear that response um the one i produced was uh for a game called the outer worlds which is uh, a new game from it's being published by private division and um being developed by obsidian and obsidian is known for developing south park the stick of truth uh pillars of eternity and uh they did fallout new vegas which is a lot of people's have you talked about this fallout game 
I, I, I was not allowed to talk about this because uh, no one knew I was working on this trailer until it came out. Then somebody else is telling me about it. Well, I might have talked about Obsidian in the past. Oh, because they got bought by Microsoft. So I think oh, I mentioned them. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I, I mentioned that right. studio. I have not mentioned that I was working with them on a yes, trailer. That's right. Because it was at the podcast you mentioned yes, it. that they were bought and... by Microsoft. Oh, yeah. And so that will take effect after this game, which this game is not being published by Microsoft. This game is being published by Private Division. Um, and so it's called The Outer Worlds, and um, it is a first-person RPG, and um, it is from the original developers of Fallout, like Fallout 1. Okay. Back when it was a three-quarter isometric RPG. So um, it has that same sort of, it has like a, a quirky sense of humor. It's it's really exciting. And a lot of people were very, very stoked because there was a lot of, of talk in the last couple of months of like, what is Obsidian working on? What are they doing? Like, when are they announcing it? We need to know what Obsidian's doing. Because Obsidian has like a really dedicated sort of fan base. Um, and so, and especially like the pedigree of between Obsidian and the original creators of Fallout, there's a lot to be excited about. So I was really proud of that trailer. That one was um, definitely fun to work on. That's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, I was like really excited. And we also had a couple other things that coincided with the Game Awards show. Um, I produced the uh, some social media ads for the new Far Cry, um, which got announced at the Game Awards show as well. Far Cry New Dawn. Hmm. Um, and uh, also I uh, worked on or produced the um, main title animation for Far Cry that's on the trailer that's on YouTube. Very so, cool. Yeah, it was actually really fun. Like, we had a couple of, of awesome announcements and um, some cool pieces to, to show off. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was yeah. a good evening. Steven had a game on there, too. Yeah. Rage 2. Rage 2. Two for two. I didn't play the first one. But this one looks cute. Isn't this the one where I said they should have Tank Girl in it? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. That would make sense. It would, wouldn't it? It would. DLC that shit. <laughs> so, um, okay. Cool. Well, that's awesome. So what you playing? Wait, who won Game of the Year? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, sorry. I was actually going to talk about uh, Game Awards show starting oh, later? during news. Okay, let's do that then. Yeah, I mean, just a couple of little... Things. Yeah. Um, well, I watched also the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. How was that? With my dad. Have you seen it? No. I, it's funny. We actually, I think we, I don't know if we got a finish on the trailer or if we were just cutting trailers. Hmm. Um, but like, I know that we had it in the shop for a while, but um, I have not seen it. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's a bunch of. Well, the um, Coen brothers. They do good work. Yeah. It's a bunch of like um, American folk tales. And it's like chained along together by like a common character or theme or something and it just kind of continues on it starts really strong in my opinion and the first couple um stories are really funny and then it kind of trails off to more like depressing Mm. and then because they're all different stories they have different endings and yeah and I don't know if it ended as strongly as it began. I would say no, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Like yeah. the entire film, I wrote a tweet. I said, whoever is the art director and the um, the DP, director of photography, should do the Witcher series because <laughs> this gives me the ambiance I want in the Witcher. Yeah. Well, and I know that like the Battle of Buster, Buster Scruggs is playing in some theaters in LA, which would make oh. it Academy eligible when it comes Oscar time. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, there's a couple Netflix movies that are playing in theaters right now um, as a way huh. of making them Oscar eligible. I think that and Roma, the new Alfonso Cuaron movie. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things that like Netflix is getting wise to it. Like they they put Okja in theaters, or in a theater. Well, I think um, Dumplin's going to be in probably theaters. Probably, or they probably already since did there briefly. is Oscar buzz already. I think it has to be in theaters before it can be streaming. Okay. So I imagine, then it probably I imagine they were was. smart enough to do either like an LA or New York screening long enough to get it out there. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's really good. My dad enjoyed it. He loves stuff like that. And um, it's funny. It's sad. It's all the emotions. You laughed. It's, it's you cried. Catwoman. Catwoman. You have to say it with more conviction. Sorry, Catwoman. Catwoman. There we go. So, yeah. And then last but not least, I watched something that, as a nerd, I probably should have watched when it first came out because there was a whole hoopty hoo about it and they showed it at Comic-Con. There was a whole like gaggle of people who loved it. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. You just now saw Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? I just now saw it. Like, I'm so not the audience for that thing and, and I've seen that. you've seen it. Yeah. I know. I just happened to, one of the songs happened to be not on my Spotify list. The hammer is his penis. It is his penis. He gets to sleep with the same girl twice. <laughs> um, and so there's a song on your playlist. Well, it wasn't on my playlist. I added it to my playlist because it was um, mentioned or not mm. mentioned, but um, suggested. Got it. By Spotify. And I listened to it and it's called Her Their Eyes or something like that. And it's just such a fucking great song. So <laughs> I listened to the entire soundtrack on the way home to Fresno. And I was like, I have to see this movie. It's and cute. I saw it. It's like an hour long, maybe. Yeah. It's poor production quality, poor costume. It probably has like a $10,000 budget. I want to say it was made during the writer's strike. Like, I think it had already been written. And it was just sitting somewhere. And they were like, well, no one's writing anything new because I can't. Let's, and we, all of our shows are on hold. Yeah. Let's make this thing. And so they just kind of just did it. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> um, because it really bad production quality. Who's the love interest Felicia Day? Felicia Day and um, the guy from... Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion and then... NBH. Yeah. So, thank you. You're welcome. And Bad Horse, who's the main villain, who's oh. actually a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. It's like, honestly, I think I saw that movie, like, the year it came out. Which was, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, like, it was during the writer's strike. Like, 30 Rock was still on the air. Yeah. Like, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But you know what? Some things just become new to some people. Oh, I'm glad you saw it. I saw it. Never too late. Uh, I mean, there kind of is times when it's too late. But, like, it's important that you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm burping so much. So oh, it's because I drank this. You're so gassy. I don't ever drink anything that's carbonated. Yeah, let the record show that Satine just drank a big can of burps. <laughs> so, uh, there you have it. And at least it's not coming out my butt. <laughs> yes. Yet. Whoa. Yet. Hopefully the podcast will be done and I can leave by then. No, no. It's all for you, Rob. Sweet. Some say it's the smell of love. <laughs> <laughs> Some say farts. Some say farts. Um, yeah. So what are you playing? Well, there's this little game that came out called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, shit. Have you heard of it? I may have heard of it, yes. Okay, well, I played it. <laughs> and I may be playing it as well. What? 
You're always one step ahead, bitch. <laughs> due to me being terrible and having an Amazon problem, I inadvertently ordered two copies of it. I was going to say, you probably got the super ultimate with the, like a life-size Pikachu and everything. I bought the collector's edition that came with a pro controller with the Smash emblem on it, and it came in a steelbook. I have a steelbook switch case. You're crazy. So what happened to the other one? Uh, the other one, well, I, I, we kept it because... Um, I don't think he listens to this podcast, so I think it's okay. No, don't say it. Um, well, no, it, it's going to be a, like a, a Christmas gift for one of Todd's nephews. Ah, cute. And Because um, they just got a Switch, and um, they don't have internet where they live, because they live kind of um, in rural uh, Missouri. I get it. I didn't have cable growing up. And so, like, yes, they don't have internet, so, like, they can't really download games, so they need the game cards. And so, uh, yeah, like, Todd wanted to get him, like, either Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, or this and um luckily because i pre-ordered this thing like thousand years ago on amazon and forgotten all about it i saved 20 percent. so we were like sweet like rather than return it we'd save 20 percent on a game that will probably never go on sale you know because nintendo games tend to not go on sale yeah because the the people will pay 60 bucks because they're great so yeah so i have two copies right now one to be given as a gift one that i've actually been playing love it very cool having so much fun it's chaos if there is one word to describe it more so than any of the other ones and the other ones were chaotic too but this one's hashtag complete chaos so who's your who's your character well we you know i didn't we we lost to a lot of them so we didn't get everyone that we battled against well there's a rematch room though so you can get into the rematch room and get them that's true we didn't we didn't do that but um, the one I was playing the most, um, Ryu. Okay, I have not unlocked him yet. He's good. Um, he's probably the same as Ken, just reskinned. Um, Zero Suit Samus. Haven't unlocked her yet. And Bowser. I've unlocked him. And Zelda. Those were my main four. I think I just unlocked her a little bit ago. Yeah, my mains are Samus, Always and Forever. Original. I, I mean, in, in the Samus suit. Yeah, or... the Samus, like, Samus in her power suit. Gotcha. And uh, Pikachu. Hmm. Pikachu's tough Pikachu. for me to... I love them. Yeah. I don't know what Pikachu's gender is. I guess male, based guess on male, Detective Pikachu. I guess male, the movie, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love Pikachu. I think, A, he's adorable. B, uh, that move he does where lightning strikes from above and it hits everybody above you. I fucking adore yeah. that. Pika! So good. Um. But I want to unlock fucking Bayonetta. She's who I want to unlock oh, the most. Well, I was the friends who I was playing with. Um, they just sent me a picture because they just unlocked her, and I was like, the whole time I was like, I just want to play Bayonetta. Seriously, I want Bayonetta and I want Toon Link. I think like those are the two oh, I'm most excited. Oh about. no, we got oh, and young I want Ridley. Link. Ridley from Metroid, the big purple dragon thing. Oh yeah! Did you see that Mother Brains in it too? I did. I cannot wait. I got the Ridley Amiibo. I we, she. I mean, she's one of the spirits. Yeah. Yeah, we had her. Oh, it's so she, cool. She's like lasers. Yes, I, I, I bought the Ridley Amiibo, so I have a Ridley toy. Oh my god, it's so cute. Um, oh, gooey. Yeah, like, oh, Smash is so good. Like, and it's it's so funny, because like, I loved it on the 64, I adored it on the GameCube, and then I bought it on the Wii and never played it, because I hated the control scheme, and then I didn't play it on the Wii U very much, just because the Wii U was a system I didn't really use very much. Mm-hmm. 
So it was like the last two games in the series, I didn't really play all that much. And now the new one, I'm like, great. I cannot wait to play this game all the fucking time. Yeah. Because there's no reason to not have my Switch with me. Well, there's a hundred and fucking seven stages. And there's 74 characters. No. There's more than that. There's 80 something. Well, there will be 80 by the time all the DLC is done. I think it's 74 on the cart and then there's uh, like five or six DLC characters. And I think the first one comes out in February and it's the Piranha Plant. Yes. Oh, for early, for yeah, people who bought the game before a certain time, you get the free unlock of the Piranha Plant. Gotcha. And, um, well, we can skip ahead. There's a little bit of like news here I had here. I mean, we're already here. One of the big announcements at the Game Awards show was that the first DLC fighter is Joker from Persona 5. Yes. Which is pretty cool. I heard that. Yeah. I have never played Persona. It's, I mean, I started it. I obviously didn't finish it. Um, But I do think it's cool, though, that they got, like, uh, a character from a PlayStation-exclusive franchise into their game. When are we going to get Geralt? Right? Like, it's only a matter of time before they start getting a lot more. I mean, they got Solid Snake and, you know, like, we're starting to get characters from other worlds like bayonetta even though she is technically nintendo she's now, now nintendo but she wasn't she wasn't uh, for a while um wait there's another oh yeah uh street fighter that's crazy too yeah yeah with capcom stuff and yeah because like when snake is konami um at least the castlevanias those have always kind of been at home on nintendo i so, did like, like simon also i played as simon a lot as well I, I fought richter a bunch of times but i haven't unlocked simon or richter oh yeah I think I've only unlocked like eleven characters. Yeah, we we're at like fifteen. Because yeah, like most recently, I've gotten Shulk, and uh, we we fought Shulk, but we didn't beat him. Was I've been playing a lot as Marth in the Spirit Story mode? Okay. Mm, um, I've been doing a lot of of Marth in there. Um, but can you want to explain what spirits are for people who don't know? I'm still not totally sure. They're like they're like basically it's like equipping yourself with gear almost because they give you like added perks. Yeah. Right. Is that what they are? Well, maybe I was just like applying it to something else because during the fighting, you can pick up these little capsules with a person in it, and oh, when you throw it, I don't know if those are spirit based or if those are just power ups to the level. Oh, I thought those are spirit based. I'm not sure. I mean, the spirit thing is a little confusing to me, but I'm enjoying like the sort of spirit mode where there's like a map and you walk around and you you know, fight people and then unlock more characters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of great in that. They've kind of created a little bit of a mini campaign. I wonder how many characters are in the game total with... Oh, with the spirits? With the spirits. A fuck ton. Just like over a thousand, huh? Well, probably. And there's over 800 songs in the game. Like, that's how many songs are in this thing. And they chose that song for the theme song. It's awful. <laughs> it's very Japanese. It's super Japanese. Very Japanese. It's like Lunar Star Story. Every time it Japanese. comes on, Todd starts laughing. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Nice. I want to see you and Todd do a music video to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Well, I'm glad that you're, like, I'm glad you're using the Switch. Well, when I'm not here. It wasn't here. It was in Uh, Fresno. uh, Steven was so mad at me when he got here. He's like, I saw your stories. So you live with a Switch and you never use it. And I was like so and he's like you played the switch and you wouldn't even play with me i was like but you don't have any two-player games it's like so i can, you can still you, play it. i can loan you guys snipper clips and you guys can just fight oh my gosh travis and i were playing snipper clips i forgot to mention that last time for um thanksgiving when todd and i did the snipper clips demo all we did was fight and i was like just <laughs> cut the little piece off <laughs> like, 
Okay, it's so frustrating when you see the solution and they don't. Like, seriously, there's a reason why Todd and I fought the whole time. We were like, fuck this, we can't play this game anymore. We cannot. Like, at least Overcooked, we can have a good time while about it. Yeah. Snipperclips, less so. It was very kind of unpleasant for a minute. The room got very dark. It did. I was like, all right. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Are you playing anything else? Yeah. Oh, go for it. It's been a productive two weeks. Okay. So um, I played the Devil May Cry 5 demo that is exclusive to Xbox One. Mm. Um, I didn't love it. Okay. But I'm still intrigued and I'm probably still going to buy and play that game. I like the Devil May Cry series. I do wish it was DMC 2. I actually really liked the sort of reboot that they did. And so it bums me out that it's not an extension of that. But mm-hmm. um, I'll play another numbered entry in the Devil May Cry series. I didn't love four, but um, more Devil May Cry is always a good thing. I think I only played the first two. The first one's so good. The first one's amazing. And the second one is so not good. I don't remember. It's terrible. There was one that introduced a second character, the, the, the woman that you can also play as, who has red hair. Right. Like sideways in a braid that covers one of her eyes. I yes. Think. Lucia? Lucia? I think that might be her name. I don't know. I hated the second one. The third one I actually haven't played, and everyone says that's like one of the best. But, well. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't um, play it. But, uh, so, I have finished three games since we last talked. <gasps> Rob. I've been busy. No wonder we didn't have a podcast last week. You were gaming. I, no, I was sick for a weekend, which meant I, like, committed to, like, playing. I finished two games, not this past weekend, but the one before it. Mm-hmm. Right before... I had to basically call in sick on the podcast. Um, so um, on that first weekend, I finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What? Only 87 hours did That's it take. A, did you get Poseidon's Spear? I did not. Rob, I, I, I told you where to find it. I know, but like that game is big, okay? Rob. I had a lot to do. It's a god's trident. Yeah, well, have you cleared out the cultist menu? No. Yeah, well... I still only killed two. Guess who did? You. Me. And what'd you get? At the ending? Oh, that's one of the <laughs> endings? It's. I mean, it's part of it, because like, the, the game is kind of juggling like three different storylines, and um, I actually kind of figured out so they would all kind of coincide at once. Gotcha. And so, that was a thing. Really? What was your favorite weapon? Um, I was... Uh, actually, I got a weapon very early in the game. Um, it was probably like a level 20-something set of daggers that... Uh, you just kept updating? Yep, exactly. Uh, it's a, it said legendary daggers that had um, a natural poison uh, quality to them. So if you slash somebody, poison buildup started. Uh, instead of having to actually like equip or, or instead of doing a power-up that makes your stuff poisonous, my, my knives were always poisonous. Um, and then I could do power ups to make them on fire and other stuff, but like the the venom was or the poison was always there. This so. is probably from um, a mercenary you killed, I probably, or it might have been from a cultist actually. Oh, uh-huh. um, but yeah, like that piece of legendary gear, I just kept updating, and eventually, like if I got any gear that wasn't legendary, I just break it down. Like I was, I was strictly legendary gear at probably by level like thirty five or forty. I want to know what the damn trident does, though. It's probably the equivalent of a spear. But you don't think it has, like, a special power? I'm sure it has a special attribute. I just don't know what it would be. It's a fucking spear of a god. Protected by lions on a rock in the middle of a stormy ocean. It's gotta do something. (laughs) It's gotta do something. 
You should look. You have the game. I'm not level 42. Yeah, but if you move your little cursor over it, it'll tell you what it does. I haven't picked up the game since I got that spear. Well. I'm too sad I can't use it. I can't play the game anymore. (laughs) So, I'll have to go get it. Um, But yeah, I I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And now that the first DLC piece has dropped, I kind of want to go back in. Oh my god, I'm totally going to mark it on a map for you right now. Please do. Yeah. And then shoot me a text of where it is. Um, And then... As soon as I finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I fired up Spider-Man. Even though I'd already 100%ed it, now there's DLC for it. So I played through the first batch of DLC on that, which is Spider-Man The Heist, where you are uh, kind of dealing with... It's a a black cat-focused piece of DLC. Oh, yeah. Steven spoke very highly of it. I liked it a lot. Um, It's nice and brief. Uh, The new stuff it gave me to play with and do felt fun and noteworthy i had a good time with it i thought i was going to sit out the second dlc batch which is called turf wars because uh, all the reviews are saying it's not that great mm-hmm. but the heist ends on a very 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 big cliffhanger and turf wars continues the story so i will be playing turf wars because i want to know how this ends so it's a thing now where I'm just in it for the long haul. I will be playing all three DLC packages because I want to finish. Because it's all themed. Uh, the, the It's all called uh, The City That Never Sleeps. Really? Yeah, the first one's the highest. Second one is Turf Wars. And third one is something else that I don't know the name of. But um, yeah, I haven't started Turf Wars yet. But I really enjoyed the heist. Um, and it was like one day worth of, you know, gameplay. One day more. And then... Um, so we mentioned in the past that um, I bought that adapter from Limited Run Games from Pound uh, that is a HDMI adapter for the PlayStation 2. Okay. So um, that arrived, and I decided to hook it up, which meant I had to pull out the PS2, pulled out all my games, which um, I told you earlier just, you know, offline. Uh, I got my PS2 so late in the life cycle of that system that, like, I bought it, bought a bunch of games, and then I just kind of never played most of them. <laughs> So it was, I won't say a waste of money, but it was a weird choice I made. Um, and so I pulled up PS2 and decided to play some games that I've never played before. Or if I played them for like five minutes and then stopped. So like, I finally actually played through and finished Katamari uh, Damasi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally played through that. Fucking loved it. Oh my god, that game is so stupid charming. Like, so good. I can see why people like it. All right. Um, and it's funny, Todd saw me playing it, and he was so kind of enamored with it that um, he was talking to somebody uh, about it, I think, online, and they mentioned that it was coming to the Switch. And so um, on Friday, same day as Smash Brothers, uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll, which is a HD Switch version of the original game, came out. So we went and we bought it, and I've actually been playing that on the Switch, even though I just finished it on the PS2. I have not played it. It's HD. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's charming. It's everything. It's big. Was. It's beautiful. And you're going to love it. Catwoman. Catwoman. Anyway, so that's all the things I've been playing. Sweet. Lots well, of stuff. That's all I've been playing except Overwatch and, um, oh, The Witcher. The- uh, still more Blood and Wine? Or no. Uh, um, yeah, Blood and Wine. I cleared the entire Blood and Wine map. There's Jeez, only two that's... more quests in Blood and Wine that I have to do, but I think I mentioned this last time. It's the um, Gwent. Oh, yeah. So I have to like win 26 different Gwent matches from 26 different people around the map. And Are I'm you like, actually going to do that? Maybe if I get really bored, because I really just like the game. 
So maybe if I just get bored after I've done everything else, you know? Yeah. Um, other than that, um, oh, I've gone back to the original map to, and, um, and now I'm starting to clear out. Oh, I got a new trophy for beating all of the Witcher contracts. Really? Yeah. That was a gold one, right? It's a gold one. Good. But it's still, I'm still only 53% through with the game. Jesus. It's just massive. That game has so much content. It's so massive. Yeah. So, it's like a struggle that will never end, I have a feeling. Like, to, to see that... I don't even care about um, the, what is the trophy called? The Platinum? The Platinum Trophy, but I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see if it actually happens. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, is it time for us to learn? Ooh, you want to learn something, Rob? I would like to learn. As I'm, I'm making this map for you. <laughs> That's very sweet of you. Thank you for doing that. Oh, I did it. It's It's done. I have to just send it to you now. Okay. Okay, so even though you could have looked it up yourself, but I wanted to do it because I'm cute. No, and I appreciate it because, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't have. And I hope it's the right area. <laughs> That's yeah. what I really hope. God, you sent me on a wild fucking <laughs> trident uh, chase. You can tell us all about it next week. Yeah, as I've been wandering the seas <laughs> because you sent me in the wrong direction. That would be the best story, actually. Oh my god, this map is your siren song. You're making me <laughs> lost at sea. Goodbye, Odysseus. Um, okay, so the word of the week is rutilant. Rutilant. Well, I'm guessing it's an adjective. Correct. And it would be rutilant. It's R-U-T? Yes. Someone who is... Um, I'm going to go with confident or firm in a decision. I like that, but it's completely wrong. See, if I were playing Balderdash, this would have been something here. <laughs> yeah, you would have, you might have tricked me. I don't even know where I was going with that or where I was getting that idea from, but uh, tell me, what does it mean? It, it, it means glowing or glittering with ruddy or golden light. Really? Like a Christmas tree, I'm guessing. Ah. I do like that the word of the week is often very topical. Yeah. Well, I think I'm As also... As I gesture at a tree in a non-visual medium. I know. My tree's so beautiful. It I is. think. <laughs> it's lovely. It's It's cheesy in the best way. It's like old school Christmas. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Um, I think it's because dictionary.com puts the word of the week in relation to the holiday. No, it makes sense. Because so. like around Christ- or Halloween, they did more Halloween-themed yeah. ones. No, it's like they're, they they keep it very topical. Yeah, so I like that. Um, yeah, so that's it. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's time for a frontier. It's time for the vinyl frontier. Ooh. Um... <laughs> And also, uh, I'm just going to talk about some other shit that I bought in here on top of vinyl. Because, you know, it's the, uh, what bullshit is Rob buying today? Yes, please. Um, so, my Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 arcade soundtracks arrived <gasps> on Sub-Zero Blue Vinyl. Fabulous. So, that was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do more Instagram stories of records again. It's been yeah. a long fucking time. People forgot we existed on the Instagram. <laughs> it's funny, and I wrote underneath that in my notes here, I'm trying to behave because, you know, it's Christmas and all, and I'm trying not to buy myself for stuff. 
or buy myself things. Then I totally realized, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I bought that I can talk about. Um, so I was talking to Alfredo, mm-hmm. and I mentioned to him that I was playing Katamari and how much I was enjoying it. And he was like, oh, that first one is fine. What you need to get is the second one. So I bought We Heart Katamari for PS2. <laughs> Brand new copy, only like 19 bucks. So nice. have that. Someday I will play that. I think that when there was this article I was reading about the top 25 games that make zero sense. And that that's one of them. Makes sense. No, it makes sense that they would make it on that list. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so my PlayStation Classic arrived. Yeah. Which I've heard mixed things about that system. It sounds like it's a lot of a missed opportunity a little bit, both with the game selection and how it's actually executed. Okay. Which, unfortunately, I mean, like... What do you mean, like, how it's executed? It's just, like, like, the regular system. Well, Nintendo killed it by making, like, two systems that just, like, are exactly as the games are supposed to run and everything feels really good. And it looks like a lot of people have an issue with this new uh, PlayStation system because it lacks the ability to add scan lines and different viewer modes, which the Nintendo thing has that. So you can actually recreate a, a CRT television effect on an HD screen. And can you also like um, save your progress? I haven't. I haven't actually fired it up yet. I'm assuming there are oh. save states in it. Um, but like a Nintendo, there there was. Yeah. But like with PlayStation, I'm kind of curious if maybe it's just virtual memory cards, and you actually have to save it like you used to, or like rewind. I don't know. Well, I, I'm not, I don't think they have that because I don't think they they tout that. But um, I can. I'll once I open it up, I'll take a look. Here's but, the like, thing. Oh no, you go, and then I'll tell you. Well, a lot thing. of people have issues with the fact that it doesn't come with Dual Shocks. Like, it comes with the original PlayStation 1 controller, not the one with the thumbsticks. Gotcha. Which, my PlayStation 1, I got late enough in the run that it had thumbsticks. So they say, like, racing games and stuff feel really weird when you only have digital controls. Um, And also, the other issue a lot of people have with it is that um, they used the PAL version of a couple of games, which is the European version. They run at a different frame rate. So those games feel like they're running slow. Oh, compared no. to what they were like here. So those games, and I can't even think which ones they are, but like if you played them here in America, you got used to them at a certain speed, and then you play them, the European ones, and everything just feels wrong. It feels slower and, and off. Oh, no. And so there's a handful of those games. Like when you fire them up, it actually even says it does the PlayStation thing, and it says like a Richard trademark of PlayStation Europe. And, like, so they didn't even change the boot-up screens on these. They just got the European versions of the games, thinking it, it would all be the same, and it isn't. Yeah. Um, however, I have heard that the systems are extremely easy to hack. So I'm actually kind of curious about, like, seeing if I can load up some ROMs or something, or if I can hack the system and kind of turn it more into what it should have been. Gotcha. Now this is what I was going to say. Yes. So, you know when you go back and you play a 8-bit game... Or a 16-bit game or a 32-bit game. Well, not 32-bit. It just depend, depends on the well, game. PlayStation is 32. You're right. That's what I'm just yeah. going to say. It depends on the game. Yeah. Like maybe Rayman or something that's like hand-drawn or... Apparently, car- the hand or the sprite animation stuff uh-huh. looks amazing on the PlayStation Classic. But okay. But the, the 3D stuff doesn't. I was going to say, PlayStation to me is ugly. It is I a- mean, it was cool at the time. Same with Nintendo 64. Fucking yeah. ugly. It was definitely the growing pains kind of era. Because, like, the 16-bit generation looked really great. Everything looked like it was supposed to. It was really good pixel art. Yeah. And then I, I remember even saying, like, when the 30, when the PlayStation happened, I remember seeing Crash Bandicoot and being like, 
don't it know. looks like a bunch of triangles. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I need 3D games. I'd rather just have sprite games that look really good. Yeah. Like, give me a re- like Rayman. Give me a really, really, really impressive side scroller. Because that's what I feel I should be getting at this point. Yes. Not broken 3D. Right. And because I remember, yeah, I didn't like the N64's look either. But at least the N64, like Mario and stuff, everything ran really well. It ran where I just, like, the look of it makes me want to vomit. Yeah. I hate the look of those, like, textures on those, like, polygon-shaped platforms. Oh! It makes me want to barf. Well, and even then, <laughs> looking at the, the 128-bit era, like, the following generation, um, between all the systems, I feel like there was a very, very huge quality difference. Like, the, the Dreamcast... Everything looked fine, but all the characters were very low detail and usually, like, pastel. Like, there was an odd kind of weird plastic quality to all the Dreamcast it, designs. It's all almost like they took Virtua Fighter and made it into yeah. every game. And, like, <laughs> Space Channel 5 with Ooh La La. Like, yes. all these things looked very blobby plastic. Oh, my God. Or Knights. But, it looked, <laughs> but everything looked good. It just lo- or it looked, you know, like it was intended to look that way, but it was an interesting style choice they made. And then, like, I feel like... The very pl- Sega. Yeah, and I feel like the PlayStation 2 was basically the PlayStation 1, but, like, you know, better. But it still had that same thing where, like, a lot of the textures would sort of, like, flicker, and, like, there was a lot of aliasing like if, issues. if you got... I always got close to the walls and turned the camera so I can see what was on the other side of the fucking wall. So I was like, okay, there's a bad guy in there. Yeah, and there were some great games for the PS2, but I do feel like it was a system where, like, I was always like, wow, I feel like they were programming to what they wanted it to be and not what the system could do. Um, but then meanwhile, like, I feel like the GameCube actually, like, made sense of that type of, of, made sense of that era of graphics. And the Xbox, I actually thought, really did a great job with that. And those were all technically the same generation, the same bits, you know, they're all 128 mm-hmm. bit. Um, but yeah, like, but the PlayStation and the PlayStation 1 and the N64 are rough. Rough. But even, like, good games, like, back then, like, pretty games like banjo kazooie mm-hmm. oh god i it's like an eyesore for me they're really rough i actually played a lot of banjo kazooie on the rare replay disc on xbox one and i remember being like wow 64 bit or 64 you know games were rough it's ugly yeah it's ugly and i hate seeing screenshots of it too <laughs> people are like talking about it in articles i'm like Ugh, my eyes are bleeding this <laughs> because i do feel like nostalgia is enough to get me going into all the old pixel stuff and a lot of those games are actual classics but yeah. i do have a hard time with the nostalgia factor of that era of games like katamari was great to play on ps2 but like there's a lot of games where i'm like i don't know if i want to see that again yeah um it, it just depends on the game like totally. rayman's well, stands alone well and i do feel like even like looking at the gamecube like i feel like uh legend of zelda wind waker has aged better than almost every 3D Zelda game that has come out just because it's so stylized and it looks so good. And I still think, even though I think we had this conversation and you didn't agree with me, but I think Final Fantasy VII still looks amazing because it's all painted backdrops and even though like the characters look like little smudges well, of shit. Yeah, like the 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 the, the running around the map <laughs> characters where like their arms look like a dumbbell. <laughs> made of skin those those are weird that's pretty sad but like the actual like (laughs) mid-fight models where they're actually like people yeah those are impressive no final fantasy 7 is a very impressive feat Mm -hmm. and even at its worst it's still completely tolerable yeah it does not sound (laughs) like a glowing review no but final fantasy 7 i actually have i would have zero issues playing final fantasy 7 i don't know if i would have any problems with the graphics playing it i would just sort of accept it 
like didn't on this um PlayStation Classic isn't there like Battle Arena Toshin Den? Oh yeah. Like who would want to play that fucking game now? Yeah. I don't <laughs> it's, know. It's like awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I mean, it didn't even move well back then, but it was cool because it was a 3D fighter where you weren't just fighting. There was actually like powers and things. Yeah. Well, it's Final Fantasy VII's on there too. But a lot of people are like, why would you play that? You could play it on your phone. You could play it on a PS4. You could play it on a lot of systems now where by clicking in like the left thumbstick or whatever, it turns off random encounters. Or by clicking the right thumbstick, it speeds everything up double speed. Like you can actually like play the game a lot faster. faster. There's just quality of life changes that I think are really great. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then the last little purchase that I've I've done um another record. Uh who did it? Um Brave Wave uh is releasing the soundtrack to Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment. So it's their third Shovel Knight release cuz they've done the original, they've done uh the um Plague Knight one, Plague of Shadows, and now they're doing Spectre of Torment. And so the what? music's all different? Yep. Wow. They're all three diff- distinct campaigns. No, I know that. I just yeah. didn't know the music changed, too. I mean, they use the same themes, but they definitely change them based on the character you're playing as. Gotcha. So, all very Very cool. Stuff. And on that note, are you finished? I'm done. Well, because there's um also, I saw on Spotify, and if anybody's interested, because I'm totally interested, you <laughs> can listen to, bless you, Thank you. to the soundtrack of Thro- um, Thronebreaker, the Witcher Tales um, RPG. Oh. oh. So I thought that'd be pretty cool. Because since I can't play it, because I don't have a PC system. Lame. Right. That's what I'm saying. I can at least listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> hey, I listen to a bunch of soundtracks for games I haven't played. Uh, I just love the Witchers everything you what i I don't buy it as i sit next to a pile of witcher books (laughs) i know and i asked for the the last two for christmas and as i was looking at your as i was admiring your your iphone with the witcher wallpaper on Uh, it you saw that i didn't think it was that noticeable but it is it is uh yeah so um well there's no graphic jam sorry guys i've just been reading the I haven't finished this last uh, Tower of Swallows Witcher book. And um, I did notice, though, on Webtoons, Firebrand, which I talked about in the past, which was Jessica Chobot's um, uh, web comic book on Webtoons and by, by Legendary. I was like, who is it by? It is season one is over. There's 25 issues. And it says they'll they'll be back for another season, so we'll see if that actually happens. But it's really cute. Go back and dive into that if you haven't or if you missed some issues. But super cute about a witch, demons, (laughs) vampires, all the good stuff. So nice. Yeah. Um, news. Let's talk about some news. Do 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 do. I have a lot of like headlines. I don't know if there's a lot of stuff we need to dive deep into, so we can keep it moving. You want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You. I have a lot of news, so feel free to hop in. Um, so uh, Netflix has announced when their Carmen Sandiego animated series is going to premiere. Where in the world? Well, uh, I think everywhere, because it's Netflix. Oh, shit. But um, it, uh, I saw, see, the article had a headline that had a date in it, and it had a different date in the body. So I don't know. I didn't bother checking to see which one was right. I guess they both. Well, and, like, honestly, uh, the dates aren't that far apart. So um, it's either going to be January 18th or 19th. 
of next year. So it's like, what, a month away. Carmen Sandiego will be coming to Netflix. And it's live action? Animated, I believe. The picture looked like an animated thing, although it might have just been a Carmen Sandiego image they grabbed for the article. I thought they had an actual actress playing her. I thought they did too, but it might just be the isn't it Gina Rodriguez? Yeah. But I think she might just be doing a voice. Oh, well, I would like it in a cartoon again also. Yeah. I love the original cartoon. So that has a date. Cool. Um, so um, a lot of my stuff is announcements from the Game Awards show. Um, so have you ever heard of a game called The Stanley Parable? Yes. All right. Have you seen any footage or anything? Um, I don't remember. It is wonderful. And the tra- so they just had a trailer actually premiere at the Game Awards show that was fucking hilarious. It's a great trailer. And um, so they're doing a new version coming to consoles in 2019 and also coming back to PC. It has more features, more endings, more additional stuff in it. Um, Explain it just for... Um, it's a very uh, self-aware um, first-person exploration light puzzle narrative game. and um, But it plays with the conventions of what games can be. Uh, I want to say when the first game launched, or when Stanley Parable launched, it had, I think, I, I, I'm, I, I'm actually, I, I don't even know how many. So if I gave you a number, I would be just pulling it out of my ass. I want to say it has like 16 endings or something like that. But it starts you off in an office, and then it like there's a narrator kind of, you know, narrating whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, but like you know, one of the endings you can get in the game is if instead of walking out of your office, you turn around and shut the door. <laughs> So, it's, you, so you can't get out. Like, that's one of the endings. Um, but, like, so the game, technically, you could beat it, so to speak, in 30 seconds if you wanted to because you can get an ending that quickly. But it's a game that has a lot of endings, a lot of replayability. It's very funny. Um, and Is it scary? No, not at all. It's actually it's, – it's a sheer delight of just innovative game narration and gameplay design. Um, and it made this very self-aware creepy. thing. <laughs> I'm like the way it's, it's like it looks like it could be scary. It's great, and uh, you should definitely play it when it comes to consoles in 2019. Okay. So that was announced at the Game Award show, and I was super excited. Like I played it on the PC years ago, and I cannot wait to play it again. Nice. Um, also announced at the Game Award show, um, Supergiant, the people that made Bastion. Transistor, and most recently Pyre, Uh announced a new game. They have a game called Hades that is already live on the Epic Game Store uh, for early access for 20 bucks right now. It is a roguelike dungeon crawler, and I cannot wait to play it. Uh, Their games always have incredible soundtracks and really great design, really great sort of uh, narrative stuff going on. Um, usually with a really good narrator voice, because like they've had the same guy be their voice ever since the first game, and I actually got to meet him at the Game Award show, which is super cool. Oh, I was, sweet! I was talking to Amir Rao of Supergiant Games. He's like one of the co-heads of the department or of the the studio, and um, I said hi to him because I've met him like a bunch of years over at the Dice Awards, and I um, mean he introduced me to the narrator that they always use, which is super cool. Um, so I'm really excited about Hades. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, like, since we're all talking about Game Awards show announcements, um, we can talk about Game Awards show stuff. Uh, everyone thought that Red Dead was going to sweep the show. It won soundtrack, it won character performance, it won best narrative. Um, however, it did not win for 
game direction. No, art direction. Which went to God of War. Okay. No, sorry. Art direction went to uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, which is from Lucas Pope. He did Papers, Please. Um, so that was a kind of exciting to see, um, just because it's a super indie, very, very, very niche. Um, and then what uh, game direction went to God of War. And uh, Game of the Year went to God of War. Very cool. So, I mean, it was it was a good show. There were actually some surprises. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and, like, Red Dead had its moment in the sun. It won a bunch of things. Um, and then God of War. I was happy to see God of War win something. I was sad that Spider-Man didn't really win anything. Yeah, because nothing. At this point, Spider-Man is probably the most fun I've had playing games this year. Hmm. Maybe like, it's better as an overall package. Well, Which and, would have been game of the year. Unfortunately, well, I would have chosen Spider-Man as game of the year over, and I haven't even played it yet. Well, unfortunately, because I did not like <laughs> God of War. Unfortunately, it just came out at a time I think in some very stiff competition. You know, which is a bummer. That's what she said. Wow. <laughs> so, do you have some news? I only, I have like five more left. I well. Rob, I'm glad you asked, because well, I do and, have some news. And one of them, I'm pretty sure, is something I had listed, and I don't really want to talk about it, because I don't have the details of it, but you do. I don't, because I'm going to talk about Overwatch Winter Wonderland. Good, I literally wrote Overwatch Skins. Started. Yeah, I literally I wrote Overwatch Skins, of which I had no details, but I was sure you would. Is that what you were going to say? Overwatch Skins. I have no details right now. You better cross that off your list, Rob. I th- yeah. <laughs> so... We got brand new skins from Overwatch. It's already live. Tell me about them. So we've got a new legendary skin. I'll say the legendary first. Snow- uh, bleh, whoa. Snowboarder Zarya. Okay. My least favorite of all of them. She looks kind of like a panda, but she's a polar bear. <laughs> um, Arctic Fox Lucio. Okay. Which is like the silver fox kind of like, ooh, yeah. I like Lucio. Snow fox. Yeah. Not my favorite character, but he looks cool. Sugar Plum Fairy Mercy, which is amazing. <laughs> she looks like a cross between Lilith and Morgan from Darkstalkers. Do you have it yet? No. How much gold is it? 3,000. How much do you have? 2965. Oh my god, you are so close. I'm going to get it. Well, like, I guess you should just keep waiting and seeing if you get a loot box until the end of the event and then buy it. There are other ones I want from previous seasons, which are only a thousand because they're older, like the Torbjorn Santa Claus. So hopefully you'll just win it and then you can use your gold on the last day of the event. <sighs> just buy whatever you need to. It's so dramatic. I and know. I also want Beach Rat because that's his winter skin also because it's oh. summer oh, in Australia. It's Australia. And, oh my god, and Junkrat has a new pose for winter, um, victory pose, where he's, like, holding, like, something, oh, like, a cup of coffee or whatever, but he's, like, sticking his butt out real far, and I was like, god damn, you look hot, (laughs) and I can't wait to get in the Junkrat skin, or in the Beachrat skin. I'm so excited. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I'm gonna get that. I'm definitely getting that pose, for sure. I have to write down a list. Biathlon Widowmaker. Okay. She looks amazing. Yeah. Probably one of her best skins. She kind of looks like a snowboarder or a skier. And is she like finally like a little less sexualized? Because I feel like she yeah. always... She's completely covered up. 
that's nice because I, I feel like she's often like kind of the one that really gets kind of played up like to be super sexualized. Trust me, when you spin the character though, her butt is so tight and perky, it's pretty much sexualized. Like Got any it. guy is gonna have a moment. shoot themselves, yeah, all over their pants. Whoa, whoa, not for kids. Um, and then we have epic skins. We have gift wrap, gift wrap Bastion. Okay. So he looks like that's cute. Yeah, kind of like a Christmas tree gone wrong. He looks like a Minecraft bastion. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Now that you say that, uh, figure skater Symmetra is legendary. I really like that outfit. That's cute. And her skirt is so pretty, and it's yeah. see through or it's transparent. It's like um, yeah, it's a gauze or something. It's yeah, amazing. That's really cool. I wish Mercy. Had a sheer skirt like that. But no. Symmetra does. You want Mercy to have everything. <laughs> okay. Guilty. You're like, I want Mercy to have a casual Hanzo skin. Or what about Moira? Moira should have like a sheer sheath. Sheath? Is that what it's called? And... Uh... Here's what I found on the web for she sheath. <laughs> 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 oh. Your phone thought you were talking to it. Why, why is it talking to me? Because you said a sheer something, and so I'm pretty sure she <laughs> thought you were saying Siri. Uh-oh. She's no. listening again. No. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. I'm kind of scared. Um, Krampus Junkrat. I want Krampus Junkrat. That's amazing. Right. I wish oh, he was a little scarier, but Instead he's of cute. the peg leg, he has a cloven hoof. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, that's actually really great. I like that a lot. And of all the heroes to be Krampus, he's the best fit. Look at this hairy chest, too. Right? It's juice. Yeah. We love that. And, oh, a new Winter Ash. It's more about Winter Bob, really. Well, I was saying yesterday, uh, before this even was announced, I was like, they should just... Disney should just slice, or they should license Disney's Elsa, because we wanted Elsa character, and well, we got her. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Um, Festive Reinhardt, which That's, is cute. It's nothing special. Though. He looks like a golden bell. Actually, he looks a lot like Samus. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of red and gold going on. It looks like the various suit. He has a cute little bell thing going on here. And um, and th that's all of the skins, but there's also some really cute taunts. Everybody has like their cup of Joe or coffee or um, nog, nog, or uh, Moira has a um, Irish coffee, which is cute in that little cup. And um, Doomfist has a whiskey. It's cute. I like that. I nice. Know. She looks so good, huh? And her little wings are iridescent. Yeah. See, she got iridescent stuff. She doesn't have a semi-sheer skirt, but, like, you know, she got other stuff. Yeah, she's fine. She does look kind of generic, like a character from, like, Final Fantasy or something. Yeah. As, like, a one of those um, summoners. She's from EverQuest. She's from EverQuest. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw you were Googling Return of the Obra Dinn. Did you see what that game looks like? It looks nuts. Yeah, it looks like an old, like, Game Boy game almost. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating. It's pretty cool. Yeah, really great look. Look about it. Yeah. Um, I gotta add that to my list, so I mention it in podcast notes. Aha! So, uh, do you have any other news you want to cover? Uh, nope. Go for it. All right. Well, um, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 got announced at the Game Awards show. 
Mortal Kombat 11? Yeah, it comes out in April. In what? four months. Because when did X come out? Like Years ago. That was like two or three years ago. Three years ago, yeah. Because right? yeah, since then we've gotten Injustice 2. And but we got like an X special edition or something. Yeah. Well, they had a bunch of DLC characters and then they were going to do uh, Mortal Kombat, I think, X Complete. Um, and then they did uh, Injustice 2. Now we got Mortal Kombat 11. Um, trailer was super gory. Um, looks great. Really excited about that. So yeah, it comes out in April. Is it, I didn't see it, is it like a 2, or not 2D, but is it's it? It's a CG trailer. So I can't tell. Yeah, it's, it's, no I gameplay. Mean, they probably actually used the game models and game engine, but they probably just did some really cool angles with it. Um, it it'll probably be like Mortal Kombat 10, in that it's like 3D characters on a 2D plane, and you know, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, it yeah. looks great, though. Cool. Um, not video game related, but I thought it was interesting that Kevin Hart was tapped to host the Oscars and just as quickly not hosting the Oscars because people unearthed some super homophobic and shitty old tweets of his. Yikes. Oh, so that stand-up routine was old that I saw? Well, I don't know about a stand-up routine, but he did tweet about, like, if he caught his son playing with the dollhouse, his daughter's dollhouse, he would, like, beat him over the head with it because that's gay. Well, like, how old is his son? I don't know. And that yeah. tweet was old. But, like, it was a thing where it was just, like, it was, you know, um, there was a lot of, like, just, and a lot of people were like, well, it was just a joke. And it's like, but it wasn't funny. Like, that was just a threat. That was all that, that wasn't a joke of a tweet. And then the one I saw was a stand-up routine where he said, he's like, the thing I fear most in life yeah. is that my son grows up to be gay. Yeah, that's not a joke last I checked. No, it's not funny. Yeah. He's like, I'm not homophobic, but but yeah. as a heterosexual man, I'm like, well, that should be the least of your worries because we're going into global warfare soon, so yeah. calm down. And also, seriously, I'd say you should worry more about, you know, your son being an asshole. Yeah. You know, but uh, whatever. I don't have kids. I don't understand. But uh, yeah, I think them being gay would not be the I think them problem. being happier is more important than right. you trying to make a gay kid be act straight yeah not okay uh anyway not game related i thought was interesting and how quickly that thing happened um and now uh the last little bit of news i have um there's a game that i've been waiting for for years called below um it's from cappy games and um it finally has a release date i'm so excited i've been wanting this game for like three years i think below or blow below b-e-l-o-w Gotcha. Um, it looks like uh, some people are calling it kind of a, a, a roguelike or some people are calling it like a Dark Souls kind of thing because I guess it's supposed to be very difficult and it's like a thing where if you die, you start over. Um, but like it has this amazing scope. Your character is very, very small in the screen. Like it's all yeah. these big environments. It has a really kind of very stark, simple, very indie look about it. Um, I cannot wait to play it. I hope it's good. It looks like it has the same um, art. Whoa. Okay. It's close. Like the same kind of artistic look as... Um, Oxenfree? Oxenfree, but also that one that was more of like um, the mythology, uh, Norse mythology. What's it called? Jen, uh, Jen, Jen. Jotun. Jotun, yeah. Which I have not actually played. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really... I don't know, it looks super cool to me. I'm really... But also Oxenfree, yeah. Yeah. 
it uses the same sort of colors and the same sort of like hard angles on yeah. stuff. But yeah, I mean, like you can see your character is quite small on the screen. Speaking of, what was that game back in like the early 90s? How much time do we have? We have plenty. Oh, where you were a person. And so far, I'm with you. Okay. You played a guy. I think he had a red shirt, but it was very pixel, not pixelated, but it was very. Um, oh, out of this world. How the fuck did you know that? Well, because I was with thinking the about, black robot. I was thinking about this this art style. It, it was um, it was uh, it was vector based. It was out of this world. Yeah, it was it was flat, vector based polygons that created a really interesting three D effect, uh, and then it had the spiritual <laughs> successor with flashback. Rob, you never cease to amaze me. I swear to the goddess above, <laughs> you are a walking encyclopedia. The red shirt helped actually, because I was like, I think I know this one. Yeah. Out of yeah. this world. I didn't even see the black robots yet. No, what's well, my and I wouldn't have gotten there actually from black robots because I always think about that giant sort of like four legged bull thing where you have to like run and jump on the vine while it like looks confused at you. Yeah. Yeah, and then you swing and run the other way. Um at the very beginning when you come out of the pool. Out of this world. Yep. They actually just got an HD remaster and re release a couple years ago. Rob, I tell you what. You're definitely the right person for this podcast. <laughs> That's why you keep me around. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> um, well, actually, I have one last little bit of news that was kind of interesting to me. Um, I am hesitant to bring it up. Um, so keep in mind, I, like, I'm just going to preface Oh, that. he didn't have a red shirt, though. Oh, didn't he? He had he, a black he, shirt. He had red hair. Yeah, he has red hair. Yeah. For some reason, I imagine him having the red shirt. I do, too. Um, so this is the last little bit I wanted to sort of mention in news because it's interesting to me. But, like, it is... Um, this is not me editorializing. This is not my stance on the matter. You know, just as someone who makes game trailers for a living, um, the last thing I want to do is like stomp on any toes and like you know upset anyone. But it, it is interesting. Have you been following the in, the 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 interest around Fallout seventy six? Yeah, a little bit. There's been some scandal. It's been kind of interesting. Okay, now. Okay, so Fallout seventy six. You know, the multiplayer Fallout. Yes. Just came out uh, early November, I believe. Um, and the game came out, and I think it wasn't what a lot of people would hoped it would be. The game has, you know, some some tech issues, but at least a lot of the stuff is patchable. But, like, it has some stuff where it's just, it isn't, I think, as good of a game as people hoped it would be. Um, also, it's interesting that it's a multiplayer Fallout, which means there's no NPCs. Uh, there's, I don't think there's actually like really like quest lines like there are in normal Fallout. It's more about, I guess, the fun that you bring to it. I know most people I know who are enjoying it are playing it with friends. Okay. Um, but uh, it's so, like a lot of people are upset though, just because it's not the Fallout that they had hoped for. Um, and um, there's been a little bit of, of I don't say scandal, but it, it's kind of been a thing. Um, the collector's edition of it was like two hundred dollars, and it came with a power armor helmet and it was supposed to come with this really nice canvas bag turns out because the canvas bag was too expensive to produce they replaced it with a really cheap nylon bag they did not change any of their messaging about what their collector's edition contained they kept selling it as this really nice canvas bag they kept they actually kept saying canvas bag and instead this nylon thing arrived and a lot of people were upset about it. It's not even the right fabric, bitches. Yeah. And, like, so a lot of people were upset about it, and they wrote a letter to Bethesda. Bethesda initially responded saying, like, yeah, 
I think they I think they said like it turns out that bag was too expensive, so we had to do this one. We hope this doesn't otherwise uh, you know, um hinder your enjoyment of what we feel is one of our best collector's editions. So that was weird. Then they kind of came back after the internet like went at destroyed them destroyed them for that and then they were like okay fine fine, fine. you cannot try to get away with that shit anymore yeah like because especially like yeah well pre-order culture is already problematic and a lot of people have a hard time justifying pre-ordering games especially me though, for one but especially yeah especially when you are pre-ordering physical products that don't line up with what they actually are because it's like you know when i pre-order a game just a game by itself i assume i'm going to get a plastic box with a disc in it of some sort. When I put that disc in a system, it will operate. Maybe the game won't be good. I'm willing to recognize the game may not be good. But I'm going to at least get a box, a game, and it's going to work. Okay. <laughs> Where are you going with but this? Like, but like, you, to buy a collector's edition, though, like you kind of you are buying into this idea of like, yeah, you get a game. The game could be of variable quality. But you are, you have photos of the things that you will be getting. You'll yeah. be getting a helmet, you'll be getting this thing, you'll be getting that thing. And so to have something swap out and to have them not tell anyone is a little odd. Um, and then so after the internet freaked out on them, um, they responded saying, like, okay, okay, sorry. Anyone who bought the collector's edition, uh, we will give you, uh, I think it was 500 atoms of in-game currency. Oh, that's something. 500 atoms, unfortunately, is the equivalent of five U.S. dollars. That's probably how much it would have cost to make that canvas bag, though. And in the game, I guess 500 atoms will only buy you two things for your house. A door and a plant. <laughs> Anything else actually costs a lot more than that. And Those so bastards. You can't actually buy everything. And then... Here's a house plant. Yeah, and then finally, after... Like, I think uh, they found out that um, some influencers were receiving free canvas bags from the Fallout team. For promotional purposes. Oh, this is a nice canvas bag. A lot of people were very upset. <laughs> and so um, they finally said, like, okay, fine. Send us, like, a, a thing. Like, or, you know, open up a ticket with our help desk. We will, um, we are making the bags. We will send you the bag. Like, we'll, we, we will fix this. And then, unfortunately, um, no good deed goes unpunished. They had a small tech issue where, I guess, um, some people were, uh, when they hit submit, they got an error message. And it gave them, like, a spreadsheet or a list of everyone that had sent in their information. So it actually leaked a bunch of personal information. Oh my goodness. Like, and so unfortunately it is like a sad comedy of errors and like it bums me out so much because I love Bethesda and I I I hoped that, you know, this venture into a new type of game for them was going to be really smooth. And so it's a bummer that it hasn't turned out a little better. Um I do at least feel like they have really it took a minute, but they've gotten to a place where it's in a better place now and like they should be good moving forward and they are listening to their customers and they are doing what they need to, to make it right. Um, but unfortunately it was a very rocky road to get there. But yeah, again, I'm going to preface like this is, I'm just reporting what I had read on the internet of what has happened. Cause it's been a very, very torrid saga <laughs> up to this point. Uh, I don't have any real opinion about Fallout 76 or, you know, what has happened because I actually did not buy it. So um, I'm not one of those people that has, like, a strong, you know, sense of, like, what I deserve here. Um, well, if you're going to fork out 200 bucks for a fucking game, yeah, you better get damn well what you they say you're going to get. Yeah, it is. Because that's a 
lot of fucking money. It is it is definitely hard to swallow. Like yeah, when I spent like what 150 bucks or 130 That's bucks That's nuts too. on my Mirror's Edge, that collector's edition is everything I'd hoped it would be. And it's not even like it's a life-size helmet. It's like I think a model helmet. No, no, look at this. That's not life-size at all. I think that I, I thought I had read something that for the helmet a... actually is wearable. It's not like the Halo, when Halo... It's probably for like a doll. Well, like when Halo <laughs> 3 launched, I think, the like ultimate edition of that came with a, a helmet that was very small. A lot of people refer to it as the cat helmet because it <laughs> fit a cat, but it did not fit a human. This looks like a cat helmet. It does. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I'm just going to yeah, disclaimer the hell out of that. Not my stance on the matter, but um, it was interesting to me, and I, I wanted to bring it up because um, it's just been... Quite a ride to read these articles, and like the best is like someone from Kotaku. I think uh, every time they write an article about what has happened, they're like, "I cannot believe I've written five articles about this." Like they always sort of say, "Like I cannot believe I've written you know like X amount of articles about it." They always just keep counting up every single time. It's just bad planning. But on the upside, it really it does seem like that they've landed in the right place. It just you know is unfortunate that it was it was a little weird to get there. I hope they've learned that if you say you're going to give something, it doesn't matter how much it costs. Eat eat it. Just eat it and give them what they they paid for. Well, it's like or just, you know, just plan better. That's all. And and if plan better, but if you're not going to sell as much as you think you're going to sell, too bad. You'll make it up. Yeah, well, and if it's a situation though where yeah, like you find out something has to change, then you can't just expect people to not notice. Yeah. Like you need to let people know and you know change your your listing like it's just a thing that is it's the it's the the kind thing to do and it's canvas it's not like it's silk or what the fuck well and also it is a thing which is gamers are highly critical like of all the people to try to pull the wool over on them gamers are not going to be the ones that you can we we notice too much you know what though they were smart they would have done muslin because it feels like canvas. And then no one would have noticed. And it's fucking cheap as fuck. <laughs> but it's sturdy and durable. And yeah. nobody would have ever known. Because <laughs> it is a really good looking bag, actually. I can yeah. see why people were upset. Because like, if I had bought that collection, I could actually see myself using that bag. It's a good bag. I actually used I used the, the, far, the Fallout 3 Collector's Edition lunchbox for like a year. Oh, we know you did. I love it. That's a, <laughs> like, Fallout 3, I think, is one of my favorite collector's editions ever. Because it came with a bobblehead of Vault Boy, which is amazing because you collect those in the game, like bobbleheads. Yeah. It came with the game, of course, uh, and it came with some other little goodie. And then it came in a lunchbox, which the lunchbox also was an in-game item that you would combine with bottle caps and an explosive to make a, a, like a mine. And so like it was this great thing where it gave you two in-game items, and one of them was the container for everything. And like I needed a lunchbox at the time. That was awesome. Like I fucking adore adored that i think that's actually one of the best collector's editions that have ever been made yeah and it's useful totally so cool even like fallout 4 with the pit boy super cool uh not totally practical but it was great that it got made i've never bought a collector's edition of any game yeah I maybe a looking problem well looking back if i would have known i would have loved the witcher this much i would have probably bought if there ever was one there was one which is weird yeah, well, I th- it's, I, I, it's kind of weird. The Witcher was not a big seller, I don't think, until three. 
three was the one where it suddenly found an audience. Because like yeah. Witcher one was because I didn't only. even know what it was until three. Yeah, and Witcher two was PC only, and then it came to Xbox three hundred and sixty, which it had some success. But Witcher yeah. three going multi platform and being just this impressive sweeping game like and it was still a hard game to get into don't get me wrong i didn't pick it up and go this is the game i love there's a reason i haven't finished it yeah it took me a good 10 hours in and then a good year off and then get back into it later to appreciate it but i get it i get it i understand (laughs) um well is it time for the crush crush of the week Crush. <laughs> Catwoman. Catwoman? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Go first. Who's your crush? Catwoman. <laughs> Catwoman. <laughs> uh, my crush is Zero Suit Samus. Nice. I probably chose her before. And if I have, it's Sugar Plum Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just go with Zero Suit Samus. It's cool. Um. Samus looks really sultry in the um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Could she be played by Brie Larson? She could be played by uh, Margot Robbie. Oh. Yeah. All right. A little sexier. I would watch that movie. Yeah, me too. Nice. Yeah. And um, in, if you play her in the new one, like when you win a match... She literally stretches her legs for the world to see, and it's pretty magical. And um, also, she has this really beautiful eyeliner, so I'm kind of obsessed with her. Nice. Thank you. Your turn. So uh, mine, it's it's funny coming off coming off last week where I you know went with a crazy self centered raccoon. That now I'm doing another <laughs> crazy self centered character. Um, mine is the King of the Cosmos from Katamari Damacy. Uh-huh. Um, he is, uh, so the whole story of Katamari is that, uh, your dad, cause you play as the prince, uh, your dad, the king of the cosmos, apparently partied too hard and knocked all the stars out of the sky. And, um, he's a very, very, very like presentational man. He's very over the top. He's slightly mean and catty to you at all times. Uh-huh. And, um, even though he fucked up. He really is going to take zero responsibility for it, much like the raccoon from last week. Um, he's also got, like, these purple pants, and he's got a lot of package going on. We're talking, like, can't take your eyes off. I was going to say, kinda, I see the gold one right here. Yeah, kind of like, can't take your eyes <laughs> off the package, kind of like uh, David Bowie in Labyrinth. Yeah, he's he's... Got some children up in there. Yeah, he's a very funny fellow, which actually really I I love the fact that he's such a dick. So like, oh, literally. Yeah. But no, like he's <laughs> honestly he's kind of an asshole, and and um there's something really kind of charming because the game at least is very funny about it. It's a cute picture. So yeah, so uh, the king of the cosmos. He also has very very <laughs> shaped facial hair. Yeah, he grooms very well. He does. I like your choice. Yeah. He looks like one of those pillows that you put behind your back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. I do like it, but it's, it's very odd. All right. Well, you can follow. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note. You can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter or Satine on Twitch. Uh, and you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone, where Mr. is spelled out 
on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at VidDiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can email us up uh, email us at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. That was way harder than I thought Stop it Stop trying been. to copy me, Rob. That's right? my speech impediment. Yes, seriously. <laughs> no, I'm the one that stumbles during this. Yes. Me. Okay. I'm the Mary. I'm the one who can't speak. You're the Rhoda. <laughs> um, new episodes every Wednesday. <laughs> that Rob's not sick. <laughs> right? Jesus. Hopefully that'll, that'll stop. I'm still coughing like a weirdo. Um, and would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and just give that Spotify subscribe button a little hit. Yes. And I just want to say, since it's the holidays, thank you for all our listeners. We really appreciate you. Seriously. For sticking with us. Yeah. Because we are a mess sometimes. Yeah. But, but we love you. Yeah, and I, I'm having a good time doing this. I'm glad that we have an excuse to see each other every week. I know. I do, too. It's better to do this than to yell at my friends on Overwatch, because I don't know why that game brings out the demons in me, but it sure do. <laughs> if you want to watch a salty performance, just watch me on Twitch playing <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> do you get very bossy all of a sudden? I get bossy and nitpicky, and nothing's ever my fault, apparently. <laughs> I, I become perfect, and everyone else sucks. I just don't know how. I You know, it's I'm projecting, obviously, but for some reason, when I'm in it, I'm just like, why can't people do this right? Even though, hello, it's half my fault, too. So you playing Overwatch is like me driving a car. Yeah. I get very frustrated that no one follows the rules. Ugh, so annoying. Yeah. People suck. I hate everyone. Except for you. I love you, too. You're the only person I like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, see you next week. And chowsies. Bye-bye.